Good morning. Happy Monday. We're going to start off this Monday thanking God, thanking Him that He did not have to wake us up this morning. I am sure that there are many who laid down last night, but for whatever reason, their eyes didn't open this morning or through the night. They had to be rushed to the hospital and they won't ever see their home again. They won't ever know what it's like to say, oh, I'm going back home. I think I'm going to just go stretch out. I think I'm going to fix me something to eat and I'm going to watch me a good movie. But we thank God today that because of his grace and because of his mercy and because he knows time that we are able this morning to say to one another, to testify to somebody else about the goodness and the grace of God. Yes, I am going to continue to give the same testimony about his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his love, his balance, his forgiveness. That ought to be the testimony of every believer of the grace and the mercy and the loving kindness of God because if it had not been for him, who was on my side, your side, when we were going through, even the times when we knew we were dead wrong, where would we be? But every day that we wake up, that is God to me. That is him saying, I'm giving you another day of grace to get in place. I'm giving you another day of grace to get to know me just a little bit better. So I thank him this morning because he knows all. He sees all. He is a, a, he's a restorer. He's a healer. He's a heart mender. He regulates our minds. Why does he do this? Because that is his makeup. That is what he does. It's who he is. It is his, it is his good pleasure to do these things for us. But we can't always think that we can just say and do whatever we want to and attain this grace and attain this mercy. Because there is something called balance. God is a God of balance. And there is a time when he will say, I've been gracing you for 30 years. And let me tell you something. A great man of God once said, Pastor Renato Bircher, he said, it don't take God that long to speak. God will have already spoken. We're just not in our proper place to listen. But let me tell you, there will come a time when God will say, I have been gracing you for 30 plus years. Now I have turned my back to you. I've turned my face away from you. Oh, I can't. I always thought God was just this loving and kind God. Oh, she's telling a lie. That's not true. No, you need to get into your word, study your word, because God will turn you over to yourself. And that is the worst place that anybody should ever need to be is when God turns them over to themselves. That means you can't hear from him. He ain't trying to hear from you. It's, it's, it's just basically done for you. Because your heart is hardened and it's not anything that you will allow God to do for you. So God just deems it necessary to just turn you over to yourself. But you don't ever want to be in that place where God turns you over to yourself. You want to always be able to say, I have access to God. I have access to his grace and his mercy. But we should have access to these things and know it in humility. Those are not things that God gives to us in order for us to walk around pride, prideful and with our nose in the air and, and looking down on others. No, that is, it, it is, that should, that should make us feel 
so humble that God would allow us, when you think about your life and the things you've said and the things that you have done that nobody else knows about but you and God, you should be humble. I should be humble. I'm humbled, God. I'm humbled because I know that there are times when you covered me, when you protected me, when you shielded me, when you corrected me, and you let me know my grace got you out of that. My grace covered you. I covered you. I hid you. I hid you because I did not want you to be put to shame. But God does not cover us in order for us to then get up and keep on doing the same thing. No, he graces us because he's given us that grace to get in place. He's given us time. He's given us everything that we need to get into our rightful proper place. This morning, I want to encourage you out of the book of Hebrews that talks about bitterness. Bitterness of things that have happened to us. And I'm so encouraged because as people encourage me, I turn around and I encourage those who would take the time to listen to what God has to say through me. Over in the book of Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 12, it talks about bitterness. And what we don't want is for a root of bitterness to spring up. Because when bitterness springs up, the word says that it causes trouble and it defiles many. So if I'm bitter because of what somebody did to me in high school, of what a family member said to me, if I'm bitter, if I don't deal with it, then it causes a root of bitterness. It causes an infection. It really does cause us to be not what God called us to be. It causes us to be, we walk around and people can see it all over us. They can see it in our face. They can see it in how we respond to the public if you're on your job. So if you have anything in you today that has caused a root of bitterness, I know people, and I'm seeing their faces in my mind. I know people who are bitter because of things that happened in their childhood and they're in their 70s. I know people who are bitter over what their first husband did and they've been married three or four times. I know people who are bitter over a breakup. People who are bitter over what their children did. Just bitter over something that happened in the workplace on a job 10 years ago. You join retirement from that job and you're still bitter. And you may ask, Keisha, well, how do you know that a person is bitter? You hear it in their conversation. You hear it in the undertones of their conversation. They may not come out and say, oh, I'm bitter with Sally Joe because she took my parking spot two years ago at Walmart. They may not say that, but don't you bring up, don't you fool around and bring up Sally Joe's name. Well, you know, Sally Joe, she got a new car. I'm so happy for her. Hmm. She may have got a new car, but she don't know how to drive it. Hmm. She took my parking spot two years ago at Walmart. You just blatantly just came out and didn't say, oh, I'm so glad Sally Joe got a car. But you're still bitter over something that happened two years ago. 
It's in the undertones of our conversation when we think, well, I'm not going to just come out and say Sally Joe took my parking spot, but I'm going to find something to say to let them know that, you know, Sally Joe ain't all that. It takes more for us to be angry, disgruntled, bitter. It's a difference in being hurt than it is with being than it is with being bitter and disgruntled. You can be truly hurt by what somebody did, by what they said to you, how they offended you, and it wasn't warranted. They did it, they hurt you, and it was it's a sincere truth that somebody hurt you and did something to you. You can cry for a few days, a few hours, if it takes you a few months to get over it, but you better quickly hurry up and not let it fester. Because when you let it fester, then it becomes bitter. It's all bitterness. It's okay to be hurt. We're going to be hurt because we work with, we live with, we deal with in the community different different personalities and common sense. You don't even have to be saved to know this. You don't even have to be filled with the spirit. Common sense says you're going to get into it with somebody because everybody's personalities are different. Everybody has a different upbringing. Everybody doesn't believe like we believe. They may worship Buddha where we worship Christ. So you're going to clash. You're going to have offenses, but we have to learn how to deal with them. I had to learn. I had to sit down and question myself and say, God, how do I know if I have bitterness? How do I know if I have unforgiveness? And it was really difficult for me to, to decipher what was just hurt versus unforgiveness and bitterness. And so I said, God, well, I don't, I don't mistreat anybody that has, um, that has hurt me. I don't do that. I bless them, but am I still bitter? Am I unforgiving? And it's unannounced to me. God show me. So we need to ask God to show us if we have Unfor any unforgiveness and this is so serious because if we don't forgive others God cannot he won't he will not forgive us and what does that mean that means that our eternity is at stake so if you have any I heard someone say about something that was they walked up on somebody having a conversation about them over the telephone and it was a family member and someone that they were in a relationship with and they walked up and they heard the two individuals having a conversation on the phone. This happened, I will guess, back in the early 2000s. We are in 23 and the person said to me a few weeks ago, and I have not forgiven them and I'm not. And I said, but you have to forgive. And then the person turned around and said, well, it's a whole bunch of uh, Christians that's walking around being something that they're not. Let me just say this in all humility. That was such an ignorant answer. That was such an ignorant answer. Are there Christians who are walking around being something that they're not? I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that there are Christians who walk around pretending to be something that God has not called them to be. Now, let me, I dealt with that. But is that your answer for not forgiving? No, no, there is never an answer that can justify you not forgiving. 
So what the person should have said was, you know, I do need to forgive them. I don't care what other Christians are doing. I need to go ahead and forgive. And But the person didn't say it. And so then I said, well, you know, if you don't forgive, God can't forgive you. Oh, well. Well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Again, in my heart. And I had to pray. I said, God, <coughs> forgive me. I said, God, please help me to see this person through your eyes. Help me to hear them with your ears. Because let me tell you something that God showed me that helped me. If we pray and ask God to help us to see others like he does, we won't be bitter. We won't be unforgiving. We won't be full of hurt. But what we will be full of is compassion. And we'll be compelled to always have them at the altar. To always have them lifted up to God in prayer. And so I say, God, help me to see this person like you see them. And let me tell you something. God has done just that. And now when I look at that person, I see hurt. Deep-rooted hurt where nobody has ever been able to touch it. You've had different friends. You've been on different jobs. You've known many people, both men and women. You've had people pray for you, but nothing has been able to touch the root of the problem that's deep inside of you and it's infested and it's all black and it's all ugly. But the good news is that God wants to heal those of us who have a root of bitterness who don't forgive, who refuse to forgive. I never thought I would have heard somebody say, well, I'm not, I haven't forgiven and I won't. But that is a serious thing. But if we ask God to show us the person through his eyes, we'll see what God sees and you'll be able to say, oh, now I understand. But the understanding part we're going to have to ask for an understanding because when God begins to let us see how he does, we need to ask for his understanding. Okay, God, I see what you see. Now help me to understand it. And God will do just that. And so when I look at this person, I see hurt. I see, I see unforgiveness of themselves. And I see that the person needs healing and they need direct love from God, which is only going to happen between that person and themselves. A moment with God where it changes your life forever. But until then, it is up to us to pray, to lift those up who sit in a place of unforgiveness and bitterness. And if we, if you, and if I have any unforgiveness, if it if it's in our conversation, if we can't, and God had to correct me. He said, there are certain things that you just need to stop saying because it shows that this is still hurtful to you. And I said, okay, God. And what God did, God allowed the person to even confirm it to me, the person that I knew I shouldn't be saying certain things to. 
And then when the person said, you need to watch your mouth, God spoke to me and said, see, didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you the same thing? So you know that I'm speaking to you, Keisha. So God is good this morning. He wants to correct us. He wants to love us to wholeness. He wants to love us to a place where we're not broken. We're not missing anything. We're healed emotionally, mentally, socially, financially. He wants to heal us everywhere we're broken, everywhere we're hurt. And he wants to heal those who don't know how to go to him and say, God, I need you to help me. I need you to heal me from this bitterness. I need to be on your team. I need to surrender my life to you. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ or if you know someone who hasn't, help them, offer Christ to them and that may be something as little as asking them, do they need prayer for anything? And then it'll just lead to a, another conversation where you can lead them to Christ. But if you win one soul, you have done, you have done what money can't buy. And so God gets the glory. And if you've backslidden, just come on back over. Stop acting like you got to stay where you are. You don't. But when you come back over, just make sure you come back humble make sure you come back humble so be good to somebody today just because and pass this podcast to two people that you know stand in the need of encouragement I love you and until next time bye bye